0: K.M. Weiland, and you're listening to the 61st episode of the Wordplay Podcast. I finally got to watch director Christopher Nolan's latest masterpiece, the psychological speculative thriller Inception. It's a masterful bit of storytelling, solid at every juncture, and enough brain food to keep me chewing for weeks. But the most important thing I gleaned from the movie was the timely reminder to begin a story at the last possible moment. I've been struggling with the feeling that something is just not quite right in my work in progress the deepest breath. And as I sat in the dark theater watching the movie unfold, it struck me that I had begun deepest in the wrong place. In fact, ten years too early. When I got home, I ripped out my thirty pages of progress and started chapter one all over again, this time much deeper into my characters' lives. And you know what? It worked. My characters' voices are suddenly much sharper, their past's much more mysterious, and their future is much more uncertain. My supreme thanks to Mr. Nolan for his reminder. Avoid lengthy antagonist narratives. The latest post in the video series on my blog explains how to use your antagonist scenes to maximum effect by keeping your protagonist front and center. You can watch the video on my blog at wordplay That's w-e-i-l-a-n-d.blogspot.com. New videos are posted every Wednesday. Meanwhile, enjoy this week's podcast, Five Steps to Dazzling Minor Characters. Minor characters provide the color and conflict that fill our protagonists' worlds. Because they aren't confined to the necessities of a character arc, or the demands of the plot, they often have the opportunity to be some of the most exciting personalities on the page. In my own stories, many of my favorite characters filled the role of Second Banana. Emile Conseiller, the burly, bodacious Frenchman in A Man Called Outlaw, Peregrine Merrick, the cheeky, indentured servant in Behold the Dawn, and Arius Tarn, the lone wolf Cherzai warrior caught between two impossible choices in my upcoming fantasy dreamers. In order to create a cast of minor characters that can stand toe-to-toe with our protagonists, and broaden the thematic resonance of the story. We must recognize each minor character, no matter how small his role in the story, as a personality just as complete and complex as the most elaborate main character. Everyone is the hero of his own story, and in a different version of your historical drama, the train conductor who garners just one sentence could have been the protagonist. Some wildly successful books have taken a deeper look at famous minor characters, Jean Reese's Wide Sargasso Sea featured Rochester's Mad Wife from Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre, and Jeffrey McGuire's Wicked took a look at L. Frank Baum's The Wonderful Wizard of Oz from the Wicked Witch's viewpoint. Following are five steps for creating minor characters that dazzle with color and personality. 1. Think beyond the cliché. Instead of a taxicab driver who navigates Chicago streets like a maniac, why not one who's so timid he can barely creep across the intersection during a light? Instead of a wide-eyed young woman who comes to New York dreaming of acting on Broadway, why not one who dreams of building skyscrapers? Two. Give him a unique personality. If your protagonist is playing the straight man, you can often have fun with outrageous minor characters. Sidekicks, in particular, often get to fill this role. But even what author Sandra Dark calls dead-end characters should be brimming with unique personalities. She writes in her article, Life After Death, Writer's Digest, August 2005, about how Stephen King's use of dead-end characters ratchets up suspense by not telegraphing who will survive the story. 3. Give him a goal. Nothing brings a character to life more quickly than a desire. If this desire can mirror your protagonists to strengthen the thematic arc, or oppose your protagonists to increase the conflict, so much the better. 4. Give him stakes. What happens if he doesn't reach his goal? Memoirist Melissa Hart writes in her article What's at stake? the writer August 2010 that the reader must be aware of what's at stake for every character, not just the protagonist. Five, give him an arc. If he has a goal and a stake, why not a full-blown character arc? If you can give one or two prominent minor characters a mini-arc that either echoes or contrasts the protagonists, you'll be able to deepen the meaning and complexity of both the main character's journey and the thematic arc as a whole. For every vivid minor character with whom you surround your protagonist, you'll be able to give readers one more reason not to put your story down. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, visit me on the web at wordplay-kmyland.blogspot.com and be sure to listen again next week.